Hey everybody, welcome back to the Future Is Now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura, and I'm so glad that you guys are joining in today. We're going to be talking about a few things, but mainly what it's focusing around is children, the attack on children, um, what culture is saying about it and trying to navigate. And we're going to push it all the way back to biblical times and talk about the reasons behind this. So uh, make sure if you guys haven't, you subscribe to the podcast, make sure that you review it down below. That's the best way that you can say thank you. And if you're trying to grow in your understanding and learning of scripture, but sometimes you find it boring or mundane, I'm telling you guys, Theos U is the best platform to learn about scripture, to learn about doctrine. They have so many resources. And so you can click on the link below to start the free trial to just check it out. And it's where I get a majority of, of my understanding of scripture. Scripture. If I ever have a question of a topic, I always reference them. They're the best. Their platform is the best and their people are the best. So make sure that you guys check out that free trial. But let's just get into this episode of The Future Is Now. So in Washington state, Senate Bill 5599 has passed and now it's back in Congress waiting to come back for Governor uh, Governor John Inslee to sign off on. And this is a big deal because this is an unprecedented matter, especially in America, where right now the gender ideology, everything that's coming into play is right now gaining a lot of momentum. And it's another cog in the wheel of this movement that is really targeting the youth of America and the youth of our culture. And so we're going to be talking about what this bill is and in my opinion, what it means for Christians, how we respond and how we have to view this from a spiritual lens. Because let me tell you that anything that's happening in the world that we see it, we first have to recognize it through spiritual eyes. Because don't you know that um, the people that were quote-unquote fighting against or or the people that were disagreeing with or the agendas that were attacking it's not necessarily people but there is actually spiritual warfare that's going on and these are the plans of the enemy to steal kill and destroy and we have to stand up as christians to oppose that but we have to understand and have that perspective of okay i have spiritual eyes to see what's going on so senate bill 5599 um, this allows host homes uh, to home runaway youths without telling their parents. So number one, before, uh, if a host home ha takes in a youth, they have to tell their parents, hey, your kid is staying with us and by law. But now that's not the case. Now that that's kind of strips that requirement away from host homes, which is pretty crazy to think about. And then it gives them the ability to deny telling parents if their kids are getting medical interventions. This is what's crazy about this bill getting passed is now it, it, what's happening is if you are a parent of a child, if you are a mom or a dad of a kid and your kid, let's say they're eight years old, let's say they're 10 years old, 12 years old, and they say, hey, mom. I want to become a man. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. I want to become a female. I want a gender transition. If you say no, that's not okay. You can't do that. This is, and then what, what happens is if you get in an argument and the kid ends up running away, your kid runs away from home and goes to these places. Now these places can help them get this gender affirming care and not tell you legally which is insane. It's crazy. And this is happening in Washington state. This is where I live. This is in my backyard. This is legislation. This isn't just a concept that's happening, but this is actually 
going into place. And so we need to understand that. What does medical, getting medical intervention mean? It means what? Uh, gender affirming treatments. It means hormone blockers. It means all these different things. And this is just another example of a world spirit that is trying to attack children. Okay. And we're going to be talking about how crazy this is, but we have to understand this is what a world spirit, this is what Satan does. This is what an evil spirit does is they attack the most innocent people in a society, which is children. Our world should be a place. We should be creating environments where children feel safe, where they, they can grow and develop and all these things in a safe environment with, with adults that are looking out for them. But instead, our world now is creating this atmosphere that is pulling them away from the family unit, unit which in my opinion is the most important unit in culture. It's the most important piece in a society is the family unit. And what's happening now is we are allowing kids that are young enough to believe in Santa Claus that they can transition whenever they want to. And if they think something, then that means it's true. And, and here's the hypocrisy of it. Here's the hypocrisy of this concept of, okay, well, kids, they can know, right? They can know if they want to be a, a girl or want to be a boy. And that's just not, that's not true, right? Because if you've ever been around for longer than, I don't know, a day, you'll probably realize that kids have an imagination. As a kid, I had imagination. I remember I'd grab my broomstick in my house and I would run around in my head. I, I was a ninja. Now, honestly, if you were to ask me back then as a, whatever, seven year, six year old, seven years old, seven year old, Hey Spencer, do you think that you could take this broomstick and do you think that you could beat up like maybe 10 bad guys if they came at you? I would say, um, absolutely. Have you seen my moves? Have you seen how good I am swinging this around? The reality is if it was me versus 10 bad guys, I would have been in a lot of trouble, right? Because that's the imagination. It, it causes us to dream and, and, and think things that aren't necessarily true. So here are some things that kids can't do in Washington. In Washington state... Kids can't get a full-time job. They can't sign a legally binding contract. They can't get a tattoo or a piercing. They can't vote. They can't play blackjack at a casino. They couldn't see Passion of the Christ if it was in theaters because it's rated R. So why, why are you saying all these things, Spencer? It's because laws are in place and these laws are in place. And I think that they are good laws because let's say, yeah, a 12-year-old shouldn't be serving on a jury. A 12-year-old shouldn't probably be getting a tattoo. And a 12-year-old probably shouldn't be signing a legally binding contract. Why? Because we have to understand that the ability for a child to make a reasonable judgment, it's asking a lot for them to make, have discernment, to make decisions that affect something for a long extended period of time, right? That's why kids can't be on juries and they can't sign contracts and they can't vote because honestly, you really can't trust the judgment of a child because they have a limited worldview. But now all of a sudden, Washington state says, yes, you cannot vote. You cannot serve on a jury. You can't sign a legally binding contract. You can't get a piercing without your parents say so. But if you would like to transition to another gender and take medication that, by the way, is going to affect you for the rest of your life, two thumbs up. So that makes no sense. And if you are a rational thinker, we just have to think critically about this because what the world wants to do is they want us to think emotional. They want us to think with our feelings. And that's what the majority of society is doing right now is when they argue, they just attack people. 
well, you're this. Well, you're this. If you think this, then you're a bigot. If you think this, then uh, you're evil. And we're just name calling versus critically thinking about issues. And we have to think critically about issues. And, and like I said before, we have to be looking at this from a lens that is biblical and spiritual. And one thing I know is that any attack on children, if we date it back to the Bible, where there was attack on a children, they just wanted control and they just wanted control of the next generation. They wanted their, uh, a control of, of how the world functioned and operated and was moving forward, right? You, the spirit of Pharaoh, Pharaoh tried to kill the Jewish babies. Why? Because he wanted control of the Israelites. He wanted control of them and he wanted to control the future generations so that they could stay slaves and they could stay slaves to his cause and what he wanted and all of these different agendas that Pharaoh had. It was a spirit of control. Then you have the spirit of Herod who also tried to kill children and that was because he wanted to keep control. He was afraid of the prophecy of Jesus being fulfilled. So because of that, he knew that if that was fulfilled, he probably he was, a, he was fearful that he would lose his position of power. So he wanted to control everything about children that we see from the world is about control. They want control. Satan wants control. The world spirit wants control. And because of that, we're just, they're just targeting children, the most innocent. Um, and so we have to be able to stand up. This is the, this is the requirement of being a Christian is standing for truth and protecting our kids. Let me tell you that if you haven't said anything or, or voted on anything or, or really have an opinion about this, that's not the luxury that you are afforded as a Christian because we have to defend the innocent and defending the innocent is defending children. But if you want to make, this is in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, I believe, but it says uh, the, the wisdom of the Lord is fool, foolishness to the world, Okay. And so we have to understand that if we're going to be Christians, if we're going to stand up and really live according to scripture, we have to be okay with the world calling us fools. We have to be okay with the world looking at us and saying, you are a fool for making that decision. And you might have dealt with this in your own life, whether it's, hey, I want to go into a career of ministry because I feel like the Lord is pulling me there. Maybe friends and family were like, you're a fool for doing that. You have such a great future this way, but they can't see that God has something on your life that he's doing in you. And he's going to lead you to places that bring so much fulfillment in the calling that he's given you. But to the world, it looks like foolishness. And we have to be okay as Christians, that we are going to make decisions, hearing the Lord's voice and letting the Holy Spirit lead us, that the world looks at and says, you are a fool. And, and that's just one of, one, of the, one of the things that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, Patty Lapone was on The View. I don't know if you guys saw this. Okay, you guys know my feelings towards The View. You guys know how I feel about it. You guys know my opinion about it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to this little snippet of Patty Lapone on The View. This was yesterday. And so they're talking about uh, DeSantis, they're talking about Florida and how DeSantis is creating legislation that denies minors gender affirming care, aka puberty blockers, aka surgery that that will that will hinder them, that will change their their sex, change their gender. DeSantis is putting his foot in the ground and saying enough is enough. There is going to be no attack on children when it comes to this agenda of, hey, you can change your gender whenever you want. And Patty Lapone was on The View and they were talking about it. Uh, let's listen to this. Um, what? But it's oh. three times higher. DeSantis and the LGBTQ. Well, that's extremely upsetting. Yeah. That is extremely upsetting. Yeah. These are human beings. Yeah. And 
I could cry. They're not harming anybody. No, no. I don't know why he's doing this. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, and I've said this before, and I'm going to get in trouble. But I have said this before, and it's been in print. I don't know what the difference between our Christian right and the Taliban is. I have no idea what the difference is. You're not the only person who's said that. I don't, I, I, I just don't know what the difference is. Yeah. What's happening in this country right now in the name of religion is so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not this country. It's not America as far as... And you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know America was an experiment. They never said America was an experiment. When we were growing up, it was a democracy. And now it's in, you know, such danger. Okay, number one, America was was founded by Christians and all throughout all throughout the Constitution and all throughout the original documents that made America what it is, it's it's Christian values. So that's wrong. Hate to break it to you, Patty, but you're wrong about that. And also, she said, I I don't know what the difference between the Christian right and the Taliban is. Now, this is a pretty this is a pretty luke uh ludicrous statement. This is a pretty ludicrous statement uh, because if you can't, if you don't know the difference between the Taliban and, and Christians, I, I really don't know what to tell you. I mean, let me, I can name off a few if you would like, but uh, for one, Christianity doesn't condone decapitating people in public executions. So that that's for starters, I guess. I mean, that's a pretty big one if you're asking me. Also, Christianity doesn't restrict women in, in education and work and, and personal freedoms. There, There's actually a belief in Christianity that women are of equal value to, to men. They have equal value. They have equal significance. And that's a belief that Christians hold versus the Taliban uh, say that, the, that women can't be educated. You can't know things, women. Okay, all right. And then also, you know, Christianity doesn't condone starting terrorist organizations. I mean, like in a world we we don't we fight against we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight in the spiritual against principalities. And so that's what I'm saying is like the Taliban is like, hey, if people disagree with you, take up arms and attack them, right? Where Christianity says, no, 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 we are to love our enemies. So it's very interesting that she can't see the difference between the two. And that's just telling of what our culture views Christians as. Like they don't want to have critical thinking conversations. They don't want to actually talk about these things. They are name calling and they are villainizing and they're saying, if you disagree with me, then you're this, then you're blank, then you're evil, then you're a bigot, then you're a racist, and all of these name callings. So we have to understand that everybody serves a God, just some people's gods are themselves. Because if they're saying, if you disagree with me, then that makes you wrong automatically, and that makes you an evil person, that means you are the perfect judge of what is right, and you are the righteous judge, aka you are what Christians would say, God, but you are your own God. And so critical thinking is a, in in critical thinking we have to be able to debate and we have to be able to talk but the 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 side that is that's villainizing they don't want to talk and, and we're just going to see more of this of christians being painted in a certain light to the world and and being name called things even though in a in a one-on-one -on -one conversation i think that anybody with half a brain could see that we are not 
like the Taliban. <laughs> we just have a conviction and we have a belief of what God says is true. And because of that, no matter how I may feel and no matter what the world says and all these things, I have to stand by that truth because I believe that is the best intended way for humanity to live. That is the best way for us to be in communion with our Father and for us to be sanctified and becoming the image of Christ as a living according to his word. And I'm not going to be apologetic about that like some pastors. I'm just kidding. We're, we're not going to digress towards that. And so all of this comes back to the fact that let me tell you that your job and your role as a parent, let me tell you, if you have a kid and you're listening to this, it is a glorious, glorious, glorious call. Because we are living in an age where the world is wanting to attack our children and control the future and eliminate destinies and futures and callings. Why? Because they have an idea of what is true and it actually is evil. And let me tell you, as a parent, I don't care how, what your profession is, what your career is, how much money you make, how much followers you have, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't care. Your calling as a parent of a child is glorious and it is the most important thing that you have to focus on above everything else going on let me tell you that we we have we we battle what how we feel significant we battle what it means to be significant can i tell you parents listening to this the future of our world is dependent on how we how we raise up our kids in the way of the, in the ways of the lord it really is and there is a special special, glorious purpose that comes with raising up a child and protecting that child. And I'm talking to dads and I'm talking to moms. Dads, you need to be there for your kids. You need to be there for your family. You need to lead your family. You need to stand for truth and you need to be there for your kids. Moms, you need to be raising up your kids in the ways of the Lord. That has to be the priority. Because we have to protect the innocent. We have to be able to allow them to grow into who God has called them to be. And how are they going to do that if they are not protected? The family is the most important element of a society. Because what do we protect? What's the point of society? Everything stems back to what? The family household, the family unit. Why do people go off to war to fight? Why? Because we don't want an evil to come to our homeland. Why? Because we care for our families. And that has to be the number one intention of our mind and our focus in this time is protecting our kids from the evil spirits of this world, the evil agendas, and making sure that we are standing for truth in a world full of lies. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you share this podcast with the world. They need to hear it. And I'll see you next time on The Future Is Now.